Hello and welcome to another episode of Cinema Bonds, where the only thing sweeter than you, the listeners, are the movies that we cover. I am Jonah Colazzo, and sadly, Hoover is not here with us. He's not dead. He's not dead. Um, he is out doing hood rat shit with hood rat friends at hood rat places, which basically means I think he's celebrating his uh, parents' anniversary. <laughs> but, but, we have with us a guest. Uh, possibly one of the biggest Spider-Man fans that I personally know. Um, you've heard his voice here many times before, most notably uh, during our Spooky Bun season. Uh, he uh, helped us review uh, the The Conjuring, and he was a last-minute inclusion on our. What is it? What was the fuck was it? I forget the fucking game that we played. Cinepunch. We did a Cinepunch with you. We did this in a punch with you, and he almost won. No, he didn't. No, I didn't. Don't no. worry. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we have with us the one, the only, Jacefer A. Ham Castro. How you doing? Um, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Stop it! Stop laughing at me. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Um, how you been? And how how you, how you been hanging? Just busy. Yeah? Yeah. How's work? I'm bad. Oh. Yeah. The old people are annoying? Man, it's not even the old people anymore. It's everyone. Ah, yes. The good bitch. The the people of that store are typically, um, how do I put this lightly? Cunts? Mm. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a retail setting, so. Anybody in a retail setting is is just terrible. Automatically. The minute they walk into the door. Naturally, I'm like, oh, why are they shopping? (laughs) <laughs> why do you have to be here like i know you should be here but like why do you have to be how dare they how dare, how dare you come on my time <laughs> yeah exactly. and affect me at my place of business yeah uh, <laughs> um jace is here he's going to be helping us break down um the biggest movie that that probably has has come out this year um it is grossing oodles and oodles of millions of dollars um in sales and 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 we're gonna break it down we're going to be talking about spider-man no way home i am so excited i'm so excited dude i am Ooh, i can't wait uh just so you guys know we will be doing our spoiler free um and a spoiler half uh we know that uh most of you guys it's it was hard to get tickets to this goddamn show I don't know about you, but I, I I had a hard time getting tickets. I did not. You did not? No. Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> did you go watch it with a group or was it just no, you? No, I told you I went by myself. Oh, I know. I know. Man. We try to make banter happen. Oh, sorry. No, I went by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying. It, it's hard to find like two seats next to each other, man. That's why I went by myself. <laughs> I was going to invite a friend. I had a few friends I wanted to go with and I was like, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for your ticket next to mine, so. Exactly. So just like it's not really worth fighting over, so I just went by myself. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yes, if you guys haven't seen it, you will be getting a spoiler-free half of this review, and then a spoiler for all those that have seen it or just don't give a fuck and just want to just hear the whole thing. Um, but before we jump into that, Jace, um, we like to do a little segment called uh, "What's Viewed by Me and You," and uh, I just want to know, man, what have you been watching? Oh, man. Oh, man. Have you been watching anything? 
Um, like, a, oh, that's a vague, or consuming any media. That's a vague question. Uh, sorry, <laughs> everything glitched. Um, so I've been rewatching uh, what we do in the shadows like ten times. Great the show. The FX show mm-hmm. is it good? It's so good. I seen the movie. Yeah, I love the movie. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what it was that that I just didn't jump into this one right away. Like I just didn't jump into the show right away. Yeah, it just no, didn't interest me. Me neither. But then I watched like all my mutuals on Twitter talking about it, and then Winslow was like, "There's werewolves," and then that that was it. Interesting. That's what got you. The werewolves. Yeah. Um, and then i watched it and i was i don't know i kind of didn't have high expectations for it just because Mm -hmm. it didn't pique my interest in general and then the whole cast is really attractive and it's funny it's it's um like a mockumentary like the office kind of oh it still carries the mockumentary style Mm -hmm. do any of the characters from the movie bleed over to the show or is it just a whole new cast well it's a whole new cast but are they like are they playing the same characters from the movie or are they just all new characters just we're just looking at a different set of vampires? I think you get a few of the original ones and then you get a couple new ones as well, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a very long time since I've watched the movie. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> all right then. But it's good. I do recommend it. Um I I've been wanting to check it out. You should. But I just haven't. And it, what is it on? It's like fourth season now? Third season? Third or fourth? That's too many seasons. No. I'm already far behind, man. I I guess there's just no going back. No, please. We're past it. No. I'm done. They're all so hot. I don't want to watch it now. <laughs> They're all so hot. They are. That entire <laughs> cast is so attractive. They're just beardy and fangy and I'm good. You're ignoring Nadia. Oh, there's one that doesn't have a beard? No. Or doesn't have fangs? Oh, well, she has fangs. Oh. Oh, it's a girl. Is there? I'm so confused. I, mean, I haven't seen the move. I haven't seen it. You gonna judge me for something I haven't seen? Yes, her boobs look good all the time. Oh, okay. Well, fuck. You should have started with that I'm opening. Sorry, you over here talking about werewolves. I'm over here like I just want to see some titties. Can I pop a titty? The werewolves could have tits. The, the werewolves have have nipples. Well, not in wolf form. I'm, yes, I'm they saying do. as like a, no, I'm saying as humans, the girl werewolves do have tits. Wait a minute. As a werewolf, they have werewolf tits. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Oh, oh. Fuck around, find out. Damn right, fuck around, find out. I'm trying to find... Can I pop a hairy titty? (laughs) (laughs) All right, aside from hairy titties, what what else have you been watching or consuming? (laughs) And... Um... Oh... Actually, nothing else. That's nothing else. Um, no, okay. I got back into anime like months ago, and it's rewatching that too. What have you been rewatching? Um, I'll go back to like my favorite episodes of JJK, just because there's shocker. Um, the characters are hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a simple man. Listen, I'm lonely. <laughs> and men are tall and I have a bad relationship with my father <laughs> and they look like they take care of me <laughs> what do you want me to do <laughs> they look like they will carry me everywhere they would tell me they're proud of me and it would make me cry <laughs> yeah 
Uh, definitely worth, uh, I guess, a show to watch then. <laughs> if yeah. you really need that uh, affection, um, definitely get into that show. Yeah. Um, I've been watching uh, Hawkeye. Ooh. Have you been watching that? No. No? No. Have you seen any of the Disney Plus Marvel shows? Listen, I don't got Disney Plus. Oh, man. I didn't know that, man. I know. And we're going to start a GoFundMe. Everybody. Let's start a GoFundMe for Jace. Um, the man needs to see his Disney Plus Marvel characters grow and be loved. And uh, without them, man, you don't have, you have no idea what's going on in this next set of movies, man. I know, I know, I'm missing Spider Man. Just, is just you don't understand if you didn't watch, you know, WandaVision. I know you don't understand it if you don't understand what happened with Bucky and Sam and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. P.S. You really can just let that one go, honestly. Really. Kinda. That's really disappointing. That one looked really fun. I mean, it has its fun moments, and it kind of sets up a lot of nice things. But other than that, it's just kind of a little like, you know. okay, thanks. Question. Yes. Is it homosexual? It feels like it. Okay, good. It's very dude bro, a little bit. Okay. In some parts. Okay. Um, but it's. I think it's right up your alley. I think you would. I think you would enjoy it. Just because it has pretty men. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It has Sebastian Stan. Stan? He's not that Shaw. pretty. Stan. Stan, right? Mm. Okay. Because we stand for Sebastian. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not that. He's like not bad looking, but he's not that pretty. He's a honky looking man. What you talking about? Mm. With the long hair? Mm. 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 I say, mm. Is he pretty or does he just have long hair? Well, I mean, he doesn't have the long hair in this one. But I mean, that's what got me. Was that long hair, man? You're okay. bouncy. So you're losing me now, and I don't feel like watching it. I'm just saying, he's got that arm. Stop. He got that middle arm, Stop man. It. I'm trying to see what that do. Stop it. I'm just saying, man. I could go to the Spencer's right now. And <laughs> that arm, but not worried about it. Um, it's a good show, though. I mean, but it's definitely one of those shows that kind of got hit by the, the the COVID bomb, and really kind of fucked with the the whole Leia. Did you lose your water? No. <laughs> Uh, but Hawkeye is definitely worth a watch, I would say. Nice, tight little six episodes. We basically almost done already. Why'd you say it like that? What do you mean? Nice, tight. Ooh. I didn't mean it like that, but you could take it that way. Sorry, we just got done talking about Spencer's. <laughs> thinking about it. Um, but yes, Haley Steinfeld and, and Jeremy Renner in the show are just brilliant together. Jeremy Renner plays just the best grouchy old man. Who just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Just doesn't. He's just kind of over it. And Haley Steinfeld is just a beacon of light in the show. She's just she's so wonderful and beautiful. And you just can't help but love her. Um, I don't like MCU Hawkeye. <gasps> I don't. Comic Clint Barton much better. Okay, fair. Uh, MCU Hawkeye. I I don't care. I think if anything, this one might kind of help push you in the right direction with this one. The wrong or, direction, but well, I mean, I I feel like if you watch this show, it's kind of trying to right those wrongs, while also kind of giving Hawkeye his due. What due? He's a bitch. I mean, but like, I see you, Hawkeye. But I mean, I don't know. I think he was kind of just left behind. I mean, he's got a bow, and he's not really like anything other than that. Yeah. I mean, the only thing cool about him is that he knew stuff about Black Widow that we cared a little bit more about. And that's about it. Well, exactly. And then, comic- and he's married to Linda Cardellini. So, I mean, he obviously gets, like, boost points for that. Mm. Him and everyone else. 
Um, exactly. He's not special for that. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, MCU Hawkeye is so watered down and boring. Like, the comics give him so much more. He's so much cooler. I don't know why they made him so plain. And uh, I feel like they just didn't know what to do with him. Just to yeah, the yeah, but I mean, the, the shows and the movies, you have all the material and you were like, mm, what if we made him just entirely unlikable and boring? <laughs> I guess, but I don't know. Like, I, I like what the show is doing with him. Okay. And I think if you're not a Hawkeye fan, I think through, cause this, this, what this show does brilliantly is that it places the image of Hawkeye into the eyes of Haley Steinfeld's, uh, Kate Bishop. Okay. And so you automatically start kind of like, okay, I like Hawkeye for certain reasons. Mm. I kind of sympathize him for with this fact of, of his life, and you kind of just like you want to root for him and so much more. So I think I think it's worth it. I think you would enjoy it. Um, they just dropped a big information, like big bomb, big big crossover bomb, and I don't want to spoil it. Oh no, I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh no, it does have something. To, you know, we're not going to talk about. Oh, no. it. We're not going to talk about it. You bitch. Um. I'll tell you off. <laughs> I'll tell you when we stop recording. Okay. Uh, I watched Unforgivable. It's a uh, Sandra Bullock movie on Netflix. Okay. And it's it's honestly it's I liked it. What? It was it was okay. Give so me the gist. okay, basically Sandra Bullock was taking care of her do- her 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 little sister, mm-hmm. and then she goes to prison. <laughs> Sandra Bullock, not the daughter, or not not the little sister. Okay. For killing someone. Oh, okay. And now she's getting out on like good behavior and she's getting on parole Mm -hmm. and um she's trying to reconnect with her younger sister who's been put into foster care and now is being like taken care of by someone else Mm -hmm. and the little sister has like no clue who she is and the whole movie is just her trying to like dodge from like i don't want to get arrested because i'm going to go try to break the law because they don't want me to visit my sister they don't want me to visit the person i killed or like or not the person i killed but like that family Mm. and everything is just kind of like everybody's finding out that she's out and they're like let's go after her because there's there's people that want her dead because of who she killed okay so it's a nice little movie that they kind of it's a it's a total drama it's a melodrama action melodrama i guess you can kind of say john berthel's in it and he's just a hunk he's a hunk and a half is that the only reason he's there is to be a hunk yeah, kind of, kind of. He's just, he just, he just screams dad vibe. Yeah, he just Jonah, screams dad vibe. Don't do that to me. You should watch it. Stop. At least just go watch John Rothschild's scenes. I was going to say, it's kind of like crazy to think about Sandra Bullock in that role. It does kind of feel a little off. I like it. This woman can't kill anyone. It It, it does feel weird i mean you don't really kind of see the the moment happen and it's a lot of her just dealing with the the effect after okay and so she does that really well she she does the internal struggle and and all the issues of of just being someone that has done something wrong and everybody not liking her sure which is very believable for her but the wrongdoing being sandra bullock's murder yeah <laughs> it, do, it does feel weird like, it does kind of feel a little are weird. you sure did she actually or is that a spoiler? That's a spoiler. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no. And then Viola Davis is in there. Oh, Queen. Yes. Okay. And her and Sandra Bullock have nice little moments where they're just, just being legends together, and it's awesome. 
Um, but it's definitely worth a watch, I would say. It was one of those movies where I was just like, what is this? I'll yeah. throw it on. I can't find the movie that I was looking for. And so I put that on instead. And I wasn't I wasn't disappointed. Okay. So I, I think it's definitely worth a watch. It's like when you went to go watch Happy Feet 2 and then they didn't have it on that streaming service. So you watch Zootopia and then you like learn something about yourself that you didn't want to know yet. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. It's exactly that moment. Okay, cool. Uh, the last big thing that I watched, I went to go watch Hamilton Live. Yeah. How was that? It was awesome. <laughs> It was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched it yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I just I, I I forgot what theater can do, mm. and this was a nice little moment to come back to and and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a total different experience from than what they saw on Disney Plus, and it's it, it's just I don't know. There's just so much more to just. Feast your eyes on than just what the acting is doing because definitely the whole stage, the lighting, and everything is just it's it's all its own characters. Mm-hmm. And so I think what we saw on Disney Plus was just literally half of what that show can offer. Mm-hmm. And definitely watching it live is just it's an important part. Yeah, I mean that's the difference between like I think any live event and the recording of a live event. It's always going to feel so different. But Hamilton definitely, as a production that I have also seen live, has. No, sorry, it just has um has a different uh vibe entirely. Like you said, they're characters of their own and it adds so much to it. Yeah, no, I, I we we saw it from way at the in the top bleachers. Mm-hmm. So we we was up against the wall, but you know what? It was still damn good. It was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know who the actors are. I have the fucking the playbill mm-hmm. um with all the actors' names and stuff. I didn't get to actually look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the guy that was playing uh, Hamilton, though he he fucking kills it. I love his like he feels like Anthony Ramos a little bit, and okay. he kind of brings a, a a younger vibe to Hamilton that I feel I've never seen, only because I'm used to seeing Lin Manuel's performance mm-hmm. or at least hearing his performance, mm-hmm. and there was always a feeling that like you know. He was much older and playing, supposed to be playing younger. Yeah. And I never kind of felt like that was a real connection. Mm-hmm. Whereas I felt that this guy was younger and he learned how to play older Hamilton. Okay. As the gonna, show continued. I was going to ask how that translate into, translates into Hamilton, like realizing he's kind of an ass later in act two. Yeah. And like maturing. Because you're right. Lynn always has <laughs> that kind of era or aura of this is, this is a grown man. Yeah. I know that you're like young and stupid, but mm. you say you're 19, but you're we, we know you're like 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every Hollywood high school movie, yeah. like this is a 19 year old with a full beard and a mortgage. <laughs> Just every Netflix uh, high school movie. Yeah, <laughs> the Riverdale cast. Um, oh, no, I think the only thing I was a little disappointed was that I I just I didn't feel it at all from the Skyler sisters. Why not? Um, just, it just didn't feel like maybe it was an off night for them and they just let it get to them or something, but it just, there was something about their performance that just felt like it, it stayed on the stage. Energy didn't go out into the audience. I mean, me being like the way back up there, I didn't feel their energy hit me and, and reverberate. 
Mm. Where mm. like everybody else, like the person that was playing uh, Lafayette, and the moment when he switches over to Jefferson, just immediately took on a whole different life, and you just felt it. Especially the guy that played um, uh, George Washington. Yeah. He fucking just, he kills it. Mm-hmm. He brings it to church. Um, but ha- the, the Skyler sisters were just a little a little disappointing. And I was kind of a little bummed about it. But, I mean, it was still great. Like, I mean, they, they didn't not work. There was just a little bit more emotional moments where I just kind of wanted the little a little more off. That's really disappointing. Okay, so, like, as a trio or even as individuals in their different scenes? As a trio, I think it's a little bit more hidden because there's so much more going on in their songs that, that it feels fun. You could kind of overlook it. Yeah, like Skylar Sisters is always going to be a banger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think the girl that played Angelica when she sung um, Satisfied, I think it was just a little bit. She really kind of like went deep on that one and it kind of you felt it. But that was about as, as big as, as, as all the three of them went. In their own separate songs. Okay. And especially when it came to like Burn. It didn't feel like it was just. I didn't didn't get the sense that there was. I didn't feel the heartbreak. I was going to say because Eliza goes through so much. And Mm -hmm. there's so many good moments for that character. Mm -hmm. So if like the actress didn't you know. Feel those moments herself and like deliver that. That's disappointing. Yeah. And I was, I think if anything at the, I, I realized that it was an issue when, when I left that song and I was like, I really liked the way that paper burned. And like, oh I kind of like, yeah. Cause I mean, I looked into the whole paper. I was like, oh, that's fire on stage. That's the biggest no, no in like theater. And they just were like, fuck it. We're going to have fire on stage. Um, that paper burns specifically for a certain amount of time that, that the song, when she lights it. It is perfectly timed for that way. Once her song ends, that paper is completely burned out, and there's no leftover like flame once the lights go dark. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like they went through so much paper, just l- figuring out what burns ha- at what speed. Mm-hmm. When and, you're gonna light it? Yeah, when you're gonna light it? How long is it gonna light? And is it gonna just like give off so much smoke? She's all choking. What? <laughs> 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 uh, <which, laughs> She's got like the, the choker, the smoker's voice and everything. Oh, I'm watching it bad. <laughs> yeah. At the end of it, she's just chain smoking. She's just been through so much shit, dude. How about could go fuck himself? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's 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 all I watched. Um. Nice little. That's all. That's all. It was a busy week for me. Mm-hmm. It was back to back shit. Bad? Or- no, no, oh, just okay. just intense. Okay. Uh, I did a security job on Thursday when you texted me about doing going to watch the the, the movie. Mm. I was at a security job, and then, like I was there till one. Got oh. home, took a nap, and then got up at four to go to work or to be at work at four. Mm-hmm. And so I just I was fucking done. And then that Friday, I went to go watch Spider-Man. God. And then the following day, I went to go watch Hamilton. Buddy. <laughs> it's just like being like physically exhausted from just a boring security job and then just absolutely nailing yourself emotionally <laughs> two days in a row. <laughs> Buddy. Yes. Aw. Uh, but it was fun. I, uh, I I liked that. I liked it. 
It was it was good. Oof. I liked it. Okay, I'm okay. You know, uh, I'm okay. No, no, no. I I liked it. It was okay. It was okay. I, I liked. It. I wanted that. It's fine. It was my choice. Oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> you want to jump into news? Sure. Okay. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's brother says that he would want uh, T'Challa to be recasted in Black Panther because it is what he believes his brother Chadwick Boseman would want. Um, what are your thoughts? They've they've been very honest and upfront that they're not recasting that character. Should they or should they not? I think from like a fan perspective, they shouldn't. Wow, really? Um, just because anyone who does it after isn't going to be the same. Even if they're great, they're constantly going to be compared to you know, the original role. But from, a, like, an industry perspective and, like, removing my attachment to it, they should. Well, I, okay. So I was very, like, with the idea, like, yeah, don't recast. Like, why would you... One, I mean, it's kind of going to ruin his memory of, of the character mm-hmm. and how people saw that character as Chadwick and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So why do that? But then at the same time, I was kind of like... But at the same time, that character is a big staple for just representation and the fact that he carried a whole movie that just it is not a white person in front role. Like, and do you really want to take that away from someone just because you're honoring the memory when I'm pretty sure he would have been okay with the idea of recasting and, and you know, if it didn't work, let's try someone new. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, I... I I think I'm more on the on the side of yeah, recast. I mean, be be respectful, but recast. Why why wouldn't you? I mean, it, you've done it before, and it's not have been the worst thing. No one's really kind of got up and and rowdy about it. I mean, unless you really like Terrence Howard, <laughs> haunts me to this day. How dare they? You you, you like Terrence Howard? No, I don't. <laughs> I might. Oh my god, dude! That was a good recasting. <laughs> they did the right choice. When you phrase it like that, then that kind of does make sense. I, I would argue that there are several other Marvel characters of color that have yet to, you know, be seen or done any justice. We've seen them. I think Spider Verse specifically, where it's like Miles himself. Obviously, mm-hmm. first quote unquote black Spider Man, um, but you have a bunch of side characters in that movie as well who are, I think, are done injustice. Um, okay, specifically the two that I'm thinking of are uh, Penny and then Mister Lee, Miles' um, roommate, who are just I don't know. They're, they're it's not their movie, so obviously right. they're not built upon, but they could be. And, right. Um, but I see what you're saying. Why why deprive the MCU of that role? And or at least the people that are, are seeing themselves on the screen mm-hmm. and are connecting with that character. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I, I would say I would I'd give it my blessing. I would say go ahead and recast. I give it my blessing. That's what Father Son for. House of Gucci. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you phrase it like that, I kind of agree. Um other news, Warner Brothers TV is developing our time 
for Disney Plus. The series follows a teacher who is helping her students recreate shot for shot a remake of the Goonies. It warms my heart. It kind of just warms my heart because one, they're not remaking the Goonies, which they I don't think they should. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it's kind of more of a oh, this means something to someone. Let's 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 focus around what it means to to these people that are going to recreate the movie mm-hmm. and and we're going to make that the movie it's a very high school musical the musical the high school um or whatever the fuck the name is yeah no you got it <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts <laughs> um yeah no definitely i agree with the not remaking the goonies because you just you can't you're never gonna get that that same energy and the mm-hmm. same what the Goonies, you know, provided. But it is really sweet. It's just like a, hey, here's the process of, like, paying paying homage to something that mm-hmm. matters to you. I don't know. It's a little behind the scenes. It's kind of fun and cool. I, I think I like that the most, too, the the idea of the behind the scenes and in, in, in learning maybe i don't know like how they're how deep they're going to go into but like kind of what goes into making a movie but also what goes into the the fan part of making a movie you know you always hear that people oh so and so is directing so and so is writing but you're like okay i don't give a fuck who are they until they actually make the movie but to actually see the people that love the movie for what it is wanting to just take that extra step and be like, you know, we just got to do it ourselves. We we just got to make it. Just seems so exciting and just so like ple- like pleasurable to watch. I'm I'm so excited for it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just so ready for it. I think seeing a fan make content like that of a movie that there are so many fans of mm-hmm. is something that a lot of people are going to relate to. And just, I don't know, to me that you're going to latch on to the passion and the love and the affection they have for it. And that's going to make it a hundred times more interesting than any remake would be. You know, Mm -hmm. the process of the remake from a fan who does have that affection towards the original the way that we do. Mm -hmm. Much more interesting. Well said. I I can't wait for them to do something special with this. I'm excited. With other fan information, I don't know if there is still fans for this, uh, director Matt Vaughn confirms that Kick-Ass is getting a reboot. <sighs> Did we not learn um, with Kick-Ass 2? Did we not learn? No, evidently not. Last week, I think I, re- I even reported on the that uh, Chloe Grace Moretz wanted to would be willing to do a, a kick-ass three if it was like done right but i was like i don't this is not a world that i feel like a kick-ass three is going to somehow be the game changer that everybody wants it to be or that all the actors feel like they can come back for i can only see that that universe going further down and i don't know if a reboot is the best thing for it it depends, like, what sense of a reboot. You know how there's, like, a tried, true reboot? We are not changing much. It's kind of just a remake. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to try to add more stuff to try to make it better, and I feel like it's going to make it worse. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, because I think what... I'm not sure if, if, if it was a situation of the movies came out while the books were still being written, and then it kind of got to a point where the books have surpassed or that the, the books are kind of behind than the movie is doing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, okay. And so the movie kind of just took its own liberties on being itself. Mm-hmm. Now that the books are done, I don't know if if it's going to get... It's not like they can go, okay, let's just go back to the source material because the movies heavily, I feel, influenced what the source material became. Because at a certain point, one passed the other and then kind of just like, let's just kind of piece this together and we're done. And so I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't see what they can go back to without just rehashing the same story again. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, the the movies did take liberty with certain characters and certain plot points kind of got dropped. But I don't know. And, and I think <laughs> I don't see this this show going further or movie, whatever it's going to be. I don't see it going past one movie or even getting off the ground. I don't have an interest in seeing if it if it does or not, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see it. I don't know. Even if it's great, I'm just like, oh, okay, well. Because in all, you know, all said and done, I think we got the kick-ass that we wanted, and it's called The Boys. The Boys. Or it's called, uh, um, what is it called? Uh, the, 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 what's it called? The Amazon one. Ah, uh, the Amazon one. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it's called. Invincible. <laughs> Oh, the Amazon one. Oh, the, what's it called? The, the, the Amazon one. <laughs> oh, you, what are the, what are the kids called it these days? <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, no, don't, please don't do a big, a big reboot. <laughs> please. We don't, we don't want it. I don't, yeah, I don't think don't anyone asked it. for it. They were just like, no, yeah, we should do this. This is what everybody wants. Is, is this what everybody wants? No? All right. We're going to give it to you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh last bit of news and then we'll jump into into Spooderman. Um Blue Beetle will be getting a theatrical release uh after all uh DC's first film to uh center around a Latino superhero. Uh it was originally supposed to air on HBO Max but it's now going to be put into theaters coming August 8th 18th 2023. That's a long time. Yeah, it's a little long time. You yeah. know what? Okay. Yeah. Well, so for everybody that loves Blue Beetle, guess what? You're getting it in August 2023. 2023. <laughs> Let's go, Blue Beetle fans! Come on, you guys got your time to make your uh, your 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 bootleg merch, <laughs> all your signs, all these like shitty JPEGs printed onto <laughs> T-shirts. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> the iron-ons. <laughs> yeah. You guys have your time to make your Blue Beetle uh, shirts and everything. Get ready for this movie. Um, I don't know anything about... Neither do I. Okay, cool. I was like, I I, okay, so what he is is I think a... Um, he's not a Batman character. He he's, he's his own thing. Like, there's a whole, like, history of the Blue Beetle and how he ties into a character called Booster Gold. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that character. Booster Gold is basically what happens if a celebrity were to become almost the most powerful person and then went back in time and fucked everything. And Mm. that's Booster Gold's story. Like Elon Musk projected timeline. That's probably what he's going to do. Basically. Okay, cool. And he's kind of an asshole. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Okay, cool. Um, Blue Beetle's kind of like his sidekick slash just like best friend. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. (laughs) 
Wow. This uh I don't think you guys have to wait for this movie. It's kinda happening now. Just look, girl, just log on to Twitter. <laughs> Does um oh what the fuck is his name? Blue Beetle's bestie. Uh, Booster Gold? Booster Gold. Does he have a weird little girlfriend? Uh Grimes. I don't know. Maybe. Please? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know much about Booster Gold either. <laughs> I don't know a damn thing. He's a weird character. Um uh, but yes, stupid, Blue Beetle. Stupid names. <laughs> I'm sorry. Blue Beater, Booster Gold. They're bad. <laughs> Nobody wants them. Nobody cares. No, actually, I think a lot of people want this. Okay. Well, I'm just not, I'm not a big, uh, I think DC makes better games than they do movies or um, shows. I think DC can make really great TV shows. I think, I think if they try hard, they can make really great TV shows. You know, Gotham was fun for a hot second. It was. And then it wasn't. <laughs> Fair. It's so tiresome at some point. You get, like, past season two, and then, like, seasons, I think it's five seasons, five, six, oh, my God, ten? I don't know. Oh, my God, I don't remember. You get past season two, and it's, like, a lot of relationship drama. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, I could have watched any Netflix show for this, mm-hmm. you know? It's just, like, I don't I don't care. I think if, if they knew what they wanted to do in the short amount of time that they want to do it, mm. they could do something really well. Because, like, Flash. Flash actually was pretty good up until, like, the third or fourth season. And then it started kind of being like, well, we get it. Like, the guy's going to make a problem for himself, and then he's going to figure it out by running real fast. We get it. <laughs> the way he does. The yeah. way he does. And then it got tiresome. Arrow's somewhat similar. It, it got a little too tied up with Batman villains. And then it was just like, why aren't we just not watching Batman? Oh, wait, we could. It's called Gotham, and that's also crap. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like they write their first two to three seasons, and then at some point they start writing episode to episode, and yeah. like, you don't have a plan, do you? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think DC could make good shows if they just, if they buckle down and, and kind of put their foot down on, on how long the show is going to be. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you could do really great things. Their animation, perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that just stems for the fact that they just know what they want to do with those characters. Mm-hmm. I don't think they know what to do with their live action characters, and that includes no. the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, Blue Beetle changes that. <laughs> Blue Beetle, you are Come only on. hope. Come on, Blue Beetle, twenty twenty three is your year. <laughs> you got two whole like a year to be better, please. <laughs> uh, let's jump into. Spider-Man No Way Home. Let's we're going to be doing a non-spoiler like I said and then we'll let you guys know and give you some time to to step away, go watch the movie and then come back. Um and then we'll jump into spoilers. Um let's get into a non-spoiler. Are you ready for this? I'm going to try my best. Non-spoiler. What did you think? I have so many thoughts. I'd, the best parts of this movie, without spoiling it, is hard. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this movie is is this movie doesn't give you much other than like we could talk about the trailer. Yeah, I, I feel like that's all. I feel like if anything, that's the best thing. Like, I mean, just let's just focus on what we saw in the trailer and how does that kind of affect? Because honestly, I, I I mean, let's be honest, this movie is great. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I agree. Um, it's definitely worth your time. Yeah. As much as possible. Uh, it is the most Spider-Man movie that I feel like I've ever seen in the MCU. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited that you said that because I right? fully agree. Right. Um, And I don't know, like Tom Holland's character, Tom Holland's acting just kind of came up a notch mm-hmm. in the best possible way. I think everybody, I would say, is just kind of elevated to a level that, that just is like chef's kiss mm-hmm. in the whole film. I mean, what, what were your thoughts on some of the characters that are not spoiler? Stop it. I'm trying. Um, no, yeah, definitely. It was just like his emotions this time around. So much more interesting. <clears throat> um, I think in general, I'm going to mention the previous couple films is that we just see him sad a lot. He's mm-hmm. a soft little sad boy. So many bad things are happening to him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's been, it's been such a one note thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, someone else died. I'm going to cry about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm stronger yep. for it now. You know, like, mm, all right, you can only do that for so many movies. Um, this one added so much more. It it definitely took what what kind of worked in the past two films and it, it, it kind of just it felt like they took what worked and they laid it down and they went, Okay, how can we make this his character arc and layer it on so that way when it when the movie ends you can feel that there's something accomplished here. Mm-hmm. In the best possible way for this character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I, I appreciated that that they didn't, they didn't easily turn it into big things are happening. Spider Man, you kind of just got to be a Spider Man and save the day. It's not that kind of movie, and that's not spoiling anything. The movie is designed to make Spider Man tested. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all I want to say for that because I feel like I'm slowly gonna about to say something bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And I'm like, shut up, shut up. What were your thoughts on like uh, Zendaya and 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 Jacob Battle? Way more interesting. Way more interesting, right? Way more. It's um, trying to think of like how the word things. Um, the relationships are all deepened, obviously, mm-hmm. because they've they're closer. They've been friends for longer. They've been through more together. So that those relationship dynamics are a lot more interesting just inherently, but they're not boring again. <laughs> like I said, um, MJ and Peter in previous movies are just like, yeah, they like each other. We know, mm-hmm. we know, but again, it's tested more mm-hmm. and you see it more, you know? And then Ned, Ned's always going to be there. Come on. It's Ned, but he's again, more interesting. There's more depth to him in his little moments. And so much happens. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I love what they do with these characters. They're they're no longer as they put themselves. You know, she is kind of the sleuthy side girl that just kind of does things, but doesn't really affect like like the way she like the way she kind of became in. Um, what was the middle one called? What was the second movie called? It's not No Way Home. No, I just want <laughs> to this? watch you think about it for a second. The faces <laughs> you're making right now are very good. Far From Home. There, there you go. go. The way she kind of became in Far From Home was was a little disappointing because that was their moment to become something more, and I felt like she still kind of stayed on the sidelines 
and then somewhat became like a damsel in distress in a small way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see Ned's character become this guy in the chair. Like he likes to always talk about himself. He, he puts himself in this kind of like, I am the backup, like when he needs something. Mm-hmm. And to see them grow from those characters and really do something in this movie was just refreshing. Mm-hmm. And and it and it doesn't feel like when we have those moments with Ned and 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 MJ, it doesn't feel like okay, hold on, everybody, we got to stop the story to have Ned and MJ come into the scene and do something. It always felt like their characters were progressing the story and making things much more not relatable, but like much more. I don't know, fuck, I brain farted on what I wanted to say. Just, okay. it, it made it more richer. And when those those heavier moments hit and those bigger moments act, they're there and you're excited that they're still there. They're mm-hmm. not just fodder to just kind of dance around. And I, I was so much, I was so pleased that, that they did that with their characters. Um, Same situation kind of goes for Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. Mm-hmm. I was so pleased that what they what they did with her character and she's just such a delight to have in this movie. And I don't know. I I just she she became this heart of this movie that that I just I loved. And and I just was I was so excited. Plus she's just so beautiful. She's so hot. <laughs> she's so beautiful. I don't know about you, but when I first went to go watch this movie, the minute she opens the door, everyone was like, "Oh, damn." Yeah. Oh yeah, and I was just like, I just heard everybody get wet. <laughs> like I go through a sexuality crisis often. And I'm like, no, I think I'm gay. I think I only like men. And then homegirl opened the door, and I was like, well, hold on. I think I love women. Mm. I might be straight. Fuck. <laughs> mm. Interesting. <laughs> Thanks. Now I gotta go be alone with my thoughts for a minute. I gotta ponder this for a few months. Thanks, girl. <laughs> no, but I totally get what you were saying. Um, all the side characters stopped feeling like side characters mm-hmm. and a lot of the time in the other movies they almost feel like props yes. to Spider-Man and now they actually feel like their own characters and they feel like they belong in the scenes that they are in mm-hmm. and they are the those scenes are their scenes they're no longer background or you know funky little distractions they're not props yeah it's it's their scene it's to develop that story and they just fit in it so much better yeah <laughs> They're yes, yes, absolutely. They're they're not time wasted. Mm-hmm. They're they're ha- they have weight to them. Exactly, they're real people. Mm-hmm. They're not just um, you know Spider Man's friends. They're they're MJ who's trying to get into college who doesn't want to get um, or all of them yeah. in high school. You know, trying to get into different colleges, growing up, learning how to be their own people, which is kind of. Funny because yeah. they do become their own people in this. Like we're saying, they have that weight in that life. Yeah, and then it doesn't help that here's a big fucking <laughs> issue dropped on your shoulders at such a young age, and now also navigate life through that. Now, mm-hmm. you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't hard enough. Here's something worse. Yeah, and and to see, especially with the fact that this movie, not spoiler, takes up right after that first movie, that that last movie after Mysterio's like. BT Dubs. Yeah. <laughs> He's Peter Parker. Which is the whole thing of Spider-Man, of like most heroes, of just not knowing mm-hmm. their identity. 
blows that shit off. And and I think what's 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 I think a little heavier of a weight on this movie is that for the most part, the MCU kind of just did away with the idea of like alter like alter egos or alter identities are just not a thing. Like mm-hmm. everybody knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to to fi- figure out that Steve Rogers was Captain America and so on and so forth. Yeah. Thor is just Thor. Like, there is no <laughs> alter ego at all. That's just him. That's just Thor. <laughs> and Spider-Man was really the only person that had this secret identity that, that not everybody knew. Mm-hmm. Some people did, and it kind of made his story, or at least his hero, feel different in a way. Mm-hmm. And, and feel a little bit more important. And so when the rug gets pulled out from under your feet in that last movie, and you're just like, this actually does fucking matter that people now know. Mm-hmm. And it shows you why it matters mm-hmm. immediately once the movie gets kicked off. Not spoilers. I'm telling you this. It is not spoilers. That's it happens stuff. right in the yeah. fucking beginning. Okay. Just letting you guys know. It's all stuff from the last movie. Very much is. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Alfred Molina and, and, and Willem Dafoe? Both have been in the trailer. We are not spoiling or anything. Go ahead. I don't know how to talk about this without spoiling. Um, great. Right. That, what else do you want from me? Stars, stars of the show. They, they're, they're such a pleasure to have in this film. They, they bring the, the, the gravitas and the weight of the characters they played before. And they don't feel like they're just retreading on stuff. It feels like they went, okay, we need to take them at that moment. Now let's make them be something else for this movie. Mm-hmm. And and it's not it does things. And I don't it does things to me. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, I appreciate what they did with it. And I and I and I love that they didn't turn them into punching bags for Spider Man just to get through. Because this movie definitely could have been Spider Man three. You know, it, it definitely could have been jam-packed with a bunch of villains. So much so that you just don't understand why they're there when they really wanted to focus maybe on just one. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the one is really what's important. But then on top of that, you got all these other big bads that you got to just kind of cut your way through. And they, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that they just didn't make it that. I think to some extent it is that because you can tell which villains they cared about the most. But it's not to an extent where it's, like you said, distracting, where mm-hmm. I'm having trouble keeping up with why these ones are here. All of them have a reason to be there, and it, it's, they're all interesting, and they were chosen well. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of tell which ones are like... They wanted to touch Ooh. a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely so. Definitely so. I, I I liked the de-aging on Afro Melina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that we that's what we could talk about. <laughs> Because uh, movies like uh, that do de- de-aging could really make or break their film. And I was not distracted, nor was I pulled away from the film. I think it helped. It helped. It helped convey where Doc Ock is mm-hmm. in his story. And I think to see an o- older Alfred Molina would have been a little bit like, <laughs> why? Hold up. Why, why, does you, why do you still care when you're looking... Maybe sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when you really should be twenty something years younger. He looks good. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna say it. 
He's more handsome in this one than the original. Ooh. He's so hot in this one. Because <laughs> he's got the shaggy hair. Oh, he's got the, the shaggy, shaggy hair. He doesn't have that weird bowl cut that's split down the middle. That's like, I'm for all the trans mask people out there, that's the first trans mask haircut you get. <laughs> I had a bowl cut in high school because you are just so excited to cut your hair. And it's the first short one you get. We all look like that. You're all walking around looking like Doc Ock. <laughs> That or, like, the lost member of the Beatles. <laughs> I shit you not. You ask any trans man, and he'll be like, yeah, I had a bowl cut. That's what he had. And now Doc Ock got to his, uh, he passes his cisgender now. He has good a, a good haircut. Good haircut. He's got the shaggy curls. Yeah. Um, good for him. Good for him, man. Trans I, king. I am I'm, I'm, I'm proud that he came. That he, he's here. He got his top surgery. He's on testosterone. <laughs> he's doing good. He was just an asshole because he was just fork. <laughs> Someone's gonna be mad at me for this. <laughs> oh, trust me, we've said worse. No. <laughs> um, I think that's as much of non-spoiler we can do without upsetting somebody. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we've already upset somebody by starting this podcast or starting this episode out by saying we're doing this episode or this movie. Um, sure. But I, I'm I am I think I am ready to jump into spoilers, and I think it's about time that we do. Please. Um. So we're going to be jumping into spoilers, everybody. For all you wonderful people that have sat through that first half and haven't seen it, hit pause. Go watch it. I know it's hard to find tickets. It's not unless it's for Jason. Unless you're unless you're Jason, you could just kind of slip in without anybody knowing. It's because I'm tiny. It's because he's tiny. He fit in someone's backpack and then they just popped him open. Yeah. Um, go watch this movie for you, for what this movie can do for you and how this movie is going to affect you. <clears throat> go watch it for that. And then come back and listen to the second half um, because we're going to go hard. And for all those people that just don't give a fuck and just like, well, I want to hear the spoilers first and then I'll decide whether or not I want to go watch this movie. Um, you're terrible. Don't do that. Because this movie is definitely worth seeing fresh. Yeah. And non-spoiled. Yeah. Um, so you have, guys have been warned. We're jumping into spoilers. In three, two, one. We are now in spoilers. All bets are off. Let's go. Let's go. I'm so fucking excited. Okay. <clears throat> the one thing that I feel like everybody walks away from this movie with so much emotion, with so much talk about. And the one thing I feel like nobody has been talking about, or at least kind of just, it kind of got put on the back burner. Yeah, it's exciting, and it is a spoiler, but it kind of got put on the back burner. Mm. Charlie Cox in this movie mm -hmm. just right now means so much to me. <laughs> Why? Why is that? I've been watching Daredevil. When I got the information that Vincent D'Onofrio... Was rumored to jump in on Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. I was excited, and I was like, "Let's maybe we should invest some time into Daredevil just in case they want to start pulling information from that." Mm -hmm. And then I heard that Charlie Cox is coming back, mm -hmm. and they were just like, "He's coming. We don't know when, but he's coming. Don't you guys worry, man. We'll feed you baby birds." <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh shit! I guess I got to get through fucking." daredevil now and then i went in thinking that maybe we'll get like a end credit scene 
maybe folders get dropped down on the on the table. He does his like, let's get started in lawyering this shit, and it's it's Charlie Cox. I was not expecting ten minutes into this movie, Charlie Cox's cane hit the table, and my heart just dropped. Mm-hmm. So there was like a handful of people that maybe actually understood what was going on there, and then everybody else kind of got the it's Daredevil. Oh, oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> it's like they saw Matt Murdock, and they were like, "Well." And then someone had to tell them that's Daredevil, and then they were like, "Why does he got a blind lawyer? Why is his glasses red like that?" <laughs> hey, yo, <laughs> what could he catch a brick that well? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you tell them it's Daredevil, and it's a little exciting. And then they get all excited. I was like, "The scene's already passed, man. <laughs> if you weren't there for the first time, get on with it. It's not for you. It's not for you, okay." I feel like my theater, my the showing I went to, they reacted very well. Most of the people gasped. The first time I went to go watch this, they were floored mm. every goddamn minute. Something happened. Fucking someone sneezed, and they were just like, oh, Whoa. in the comic, he sneezed like that. Yeah. And they did that for every goddamn moment, and I was there for it. Like, I, I, was, I was there. I like that hype. Yeah. Um, the second time I watched it, I think maybe with some people that have already seen it and they kind of came back just to bring their friend or something. And it wasn't as big. And I was kind of a little disappointed. Um, there was a moment where I, I took my nephew to go watch it the second time. Mm-hmm. And he started a slow cal- a clap the, during the moment at the end. We'll talk about it. We'll get there. Um, he was just like, yes, they did it. They did it. And it's just the one hand clapping. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, no, we really shouldn't. Yeah, let's all come. And he just was just like, he looked like fucking Shia LaBeouf just clapping away. Good for him. Yeah, I was so pr- impressed by him. I'm kind of proud of him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Daredevil, though, just drops right there at the beginning. And then never comes back. Never comes back. He's like, I, I-, I thought maybe he was going to swing back around and give him like lawyer advice later. Yeah. No, nope. he said, Godspeed. <laughs> hey, happy, good luck, and then he leaves. All throughout the Daredevil show, he's doing pro bono shit, and now he's kind of like sick of it. I need to get paid. I need money. So here's free lawyer advice: get a good lawyer. Here's my card if you want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first thirty minutes is free. The hour you have of my time is going to cost you. You're already going over. So come on. <laughs> Anything for you, Peter? Though it's always free for you. I love you. Not you, happy. What did you think of the first half of the first moments of these movie this movie as it continues on from from the second movie? I was just talking to Elias about this where um he had said something along the lines of like Mysterio being like hey guess who's Spider-Man and mm-hmm. <laughs> you already knew that that was something that was going to be undone. Mm-hmm. You know? So like continuing with it it was just like, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Somehow it's going to be solved. So I don't know. Um, watching him deal with it is interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's such a small part of the movie before he creates <clears throat> a bigger problem. Yeah. You know, so I don't have like major thoughts about it. I think it was more powerful leaving off from um, not No Way Home. Oh my God. Far from, Far from home. home. Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. Far from too many homes. That's how you looked earlier. Too. <laughs> <laughs> they got a whole. They have another trilogy coming, and it's it's you know, homeless, <laughs> home shelter. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So far from home. You know, the initial like oh shit of that um double life sort of fading away mm-hmm. just doesn't I don't know hit. In the beginning of this one, I'm just like, yeah, they know life sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I think if anything, I enjoyed it for the fact that I wasn't expecting people to have the we hate Spider Man and the other half loving him. Mm. You know, I wasn't expecting people to accept him and some people to reject him. What did you expect? I expected a kind of more of a media frenzy where people just were like wait, who is this kid? We need to figure this out ourselves and kind of bombard him with the idea of like, you're Spider-Man? Wow. I wasn't expecting right away for it to just kind of go like, oh no, Mysterio was right. You fucking asshole. You made, you you were the murderer. Mm-hmm. And that being like a big hinder, hindrance, hindrance? Mm. Uh, on, on, on Spider-Man and those that he cares about. Okay. And I kind of liked it because it, it right away puts you in the shoes of what Peter's going through. And it's not like he it's not like someone can say like, you know, oh, it's not your fault because it kind of is in a way it kind of is. And and it's a very big, strong motivation for doing what he does. Mm-hmm. And I never felt that that going this big of, of multiverse in a Spider-Man movie when Spider-Man should be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I never expected it. I, I, I never felt that that was out of place mm-hmm. because of what these people are already doing to him. Mm-hmm. And there's that moment right at the beginning when they're like, are you Spider-Man's girlfriend? And he jumps down. And he's like, Oh yeah, well can you get back up? And then someone sh- tries to grab for his hat, his, his, his mask. Mm. And I kind of got like, don't fucking touch him. Like I got fucking ready, bro. I was gonna go swing on the goddamn the screen. <laughs> I don't know why that fucking lost my. You punch a hole through the damn screen. You gotta <laughs> shut down the theater. Damn, Fuck. it's right there on the corner because like I'm too too oh, short. Sure. <laughs> I'm too short, so I'm just fucking up the corner of the screen. Yeah, they they kind of just let it play. <laughs> anyway, he'll tire himself out. <laughs> just you going hard as fuck in the left corner. Um. <laughs> I do, okay, now that you brought that up, I like it that it wasn't just a positive media frenzy, because Spider-Man is one of the most unlucky dudes Mm -hmm. ever. Um, Yeah. And in the comics, um, he is, well, he references a vigilante often, Mm -hmm. and you don't see that with MCU Spider-Man, if ever, really. Yeah. And this is the first movie you get that, like, Spider-Verse kind of it i'm saying they do it in spider-verse as well where it's like spider-man is a, a villain yeah he's causing crime and that's the first time you get that with this with tom holland's and yeah. it's so referential to the og comics and even in the comics spider-man is like man calling myself friendly neighborhood spider-man gives people the wrong idea yeah i i'm going to beat your ass <laughs> yeah and it's nice to see that from tom holland spider-man who is always such a soft boy yeah. And, and it got boring at some point, like I was saying earlier. I think, if anything, I, I, I thought what was refreshing, or not even refreshing, but just 
to see a light shine on the fact that this Spider-Man is a very selfish character in a way. Oh, yeah. And he he wants to help, but as long as that doesn't affect or impede on anything that he really wants or cares about, then he's ready to do it. And it's something that you saw kind of be planted in Homecoming, and then it really kind of took effect in No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Not No Way Home. Far from home. Mm-hmm. And to have that be then the challenge of this movie and that being his character arc and his in his obstacle to get over was very interesting to see because I feel like we never got that from any of the other Spider-Man. Mm. It's all Spider-Man. <laughs> Stop it. Because <laughs> we, you just don't. like. I mean, I feel like they just didn't want to go straight into like, let's have him battle with the idea of like being spider-man and peter parker mm-hmm. it was always just the idea like no i gotta be spider-man i gotta be the one to help everybody and if that means that i don't get what i want then i guess i'm just fine with that this was the first spider-man that says like well no like i need to figure out how i can do it and it's a, a reason for him to want to keep doing it mm-hmm. and i love to see that challenged in this movie I have so many thoughts about that. Okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm so excited. Um, I think that is very, again, that's very much Tom Holland's Spider-Man up until this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, well, I have to save everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I will. Um, and even as he tries to stray from that, and this might be jumping too far ahead, Aunt May pushes him back into it. Where he's like, I don't want to help. Yeah. I'm so sick of help. I don't. I don't want it. Yeah, I want to be okay, and I want my friends to be safe. And she goes, "Hey, you can't." Yeah, what we do is help, and it sucks. I mean, it sucks because, um, you know, you see Peter want something for himself for the first time, and it's mm-hmm. healthy. It's good <laughs> because he's torn himself down so much, trying to save everyone, and. Every time it fails, it ruins him. You know? Yeah. And so he wants, he's very much like MJ in which like, I don't want to try because if I fail, it's going to, it's going to kill me again. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's healthy. He, he should set that boundary and he almost does. And he gets so close to it. But Aunt May is, you see where he gets it from, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very much the, um, when bad things happen to people and you can stop it, but you don't, mm-hmm. you're the bad guy. Yeah. Uh. He's so close to breaking that idea. He's so close. And I think I'm going to say Aunt May is kind of an asshole for pushing him back into it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. It, she she kind of is. And they kind of set it up, too. Because when they start arresting everybody, they throw the idea of child endangerment on her. And it's like were entrusted with this child and then you let him go put himself into harm and did nothing about it and it's like they're yeah you're kind of right like she really did do nothing and like if anything she's pushing him out there further to do something about it and that yeah you're wrong that's kind of wrong for you to do that on him you get reminded so vividly that yeah he's a fucking kid very much so and I, even um, Steven says it to him. He's like, everything we've been through, I forget that you're a child. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. 
he was what 14 15 canonically when we meet him something like that yeah he's i, I didn't know shit at 14 oh my god are you kidding me and now he's in charge of people's lives and saving them and keeping himself alive like yeah i don't know it's 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 the most heartbreaking spider-man that i have ever seen and we've seen other spider-man spider people go through so much mm-hmm. already and I feel like nothing compares to the inner struggle that they captured with this Spider-Man. Um, I I think, if anything, one thing that I was very impressed with is that, you know, one thing that sets apart this Spider-Man from the other ones is that, you know, there is no origin story. We just are dropped right into he's bitten, he's doing his Spider-Man thing already. Uh, any kind of Ben Parker is already out of the picture and we're not even touching it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, well, we didn't get an origin story, so so I guess this is kind of something different. But then you realize these three movies are his origin story. Mm-hmm. You'd miss the spider bite, but that's nothing important. That's not what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. What makes Spider-Man Spider-Man is understanding the how to balance the, the dual worlds that you belong to. And being okay with one at, at the moment that you need to sacrifice, you're willing to put your life on it because that's what being a hero means. And if that's what you want to do, that's the responsibility you carry. That's what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And he's learned it every movie. And you think that it's a repetitive lesson because I was like, oh, God, I guess we got to learn this lesson again. God damn, yeah, you got to learn this lesson again because he's a child. Children are not going to get it the first time. They're mm-hmm. not going to get it the fourth time. It's going to take a minute, and you have to learn it throughout. And this movie just puts a beautiful button on it to kind of it, – it just it makes who he is. And I am so excited for what they're going to do with his character. Even if they don't do anything with his character after this, I am satisfied with where this character is at. Mm-hmm. Put him to bed. Keep going with him. I don't care. I am fine right now. I don't know. I got so high. I got so hyped on the fact that <laughs> what this movie was. No, it's okay. I do think I'm glad that you brought up the repetitive argument. Um, it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue that it isn't. I was just telling Eli that as well. We were just talking about that. Um, and I did say one of my criticisms for the movie is that, like, without the nostalgia factor, you kind of do have the same fucking movie again. Yeah, but this time. Like I said, the emotions that Tom Holland brings to this Peter Parker are so much more interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like the lesson finally fucking clicked. Yes. (laughs) Because, again, they're older and they're all going off to college now. Finally, this fucking, like, this kid gets it. Yeah. Like, I really can't save everyone. Yeah. Oh, yes. And there's a part where um, the newscast says... um, Everything Spider-Man touches turns to ruin. And I believe it's right after he loses Aunt May. Mm-hmm. And it just... I, I'm jumping ahead a lot. No, no, no. Go Sorry. ahead. Jump jump around. Um, and then when you get to the end, he witnesses MJ and Ned having such a normal life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he plans to come back to them, like he said. And he just can't. He can't. And I think part of me thinks that that newscast is playing in his head a little bit. Yes. Like... They're doing fine, and they're going to keep doing fine if I don't involve them again. Yeah. That's, again, that is so 
Spider-Man of just like, I'm going to let you go because you are unsafe near me. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to save everyone. And by not roping you in, you're the safest you've ever been. Yeah. It's, it's very much kind of the opposite of what Tony Stark went through. He felt that everyone was safe around him and he took it to his grave to the point where he sacrificed himself because the people around him needed saving and that's what he's going to do. I love that they didn't take that with Spider-Man. They they oh. moved. I love that they moved him away from Tony Stark so far. Yes. They let him be his own man. Yes. And that's one of my favorite things about this movie because you finally get to see Tom Holland Spider-Man independent of Tony Stark. He does in the little like lab scene mm-hmm. when he's actually working on stuff and you remember, oh shit, he's smart. Yeah. Like he's he's not some kid because Tony does hand him basically everything. And that's a very valid criticism that I've heard several times. Mm-hmm. Like this one doesn't work as hard as, you know, Andrew Garfield's or Toby McGuire's did. Or I guess more Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and you finally get to see him work for what he has. Yeah. And it's so much more. In- I'm so sorry. It's so much more interesting without Tony Stark. It very much is. It very much is. And it, and I think if anything, it just shows that these movies don't need. They don't need Robert Downey Jr. to be great. They don't. And it's the, and I think it was the one thing that everyone was a little scared of after Endgame. What do we do without Robert Downey Jr. Or, or or what do we do without Chris Evans? You fucking pick your fucking shit up and you keep moving on. You don't just stop because the, the movie, you lost your characters. Mm-hmm. You continue fucking going. And that's what it shows in this movie that you can still do that. Okay, now sure they do bring in Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange is somewhat of a crutch in this movie. Yeah. But it is necessary, I would say. Not as bad of a crutch as Tony was to Peter. No. And I think the way that they get rid of Doctor Strange in this movie, it's just even a, ni- a nice layer upon Tom, uh, upon Peter being something more, learning on his own. The fact that it's like, how does Spider-Man go up a fucking up against a god, basically? Is mm-hmm. what Doctor Strange is. Yeah. Oh, he does it the way he can do it the best. He does it with math. Again, a great reminder that, oh shit, he's smart. Yeah. He's so smart and he's so capable. He's just been babied for the past fucking three movies. Yeah. Two. Um, Two. I'm counting Avengers as well. Yeah, I'm counting he's Avengers too. Like yeah, a three. baby. Three, four movies. And he hasn't been allowed to do anything because mm-hmm. all of the Avengers still look at him and go, what's a 16-year-old doing here? Yeah. Several times, canonically. And they don't let him. And it's that's such a cool moment where he figures out like all this fucking math stuff. I don't know. I don't know math. <laughs> yeah. But And he captures Doctor Strange and he dips. And then the way Doctor Strange comes back is even cooler with Ned figuring out. Let's let's let, okay. Let's talk about, let's talk Ned. about Ned and let's talk about Zendaya. <laughs> so much more. Let's talk Ned. Ned. Ned is just fucking the 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 best emotional thing in this movie. He is just so there for 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 Peter, just through and through. And I personally thought I was a little worried because it, I personally thought that they were setting up the idea that Ned was going to be. A villain in this movie. I was so fucking scared. Because they set it up right away because they do the whole, oh, how long has Ned been here? Well, someone get him a snack. Can we please, you know, kind of baby Ned? Because he kind of, you know, he's the odd one out, everybody, you know. 
and he he right away kind of like whoa i didn't she didn't tell me that he's spider-man i figured it out i'm all this i'm i'm this i'm me 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 and then they even set it up with the holding the hands and then he swings his hand on, and i was like oh wow they're really placing him as the third wheel in this this movie and that's gonna backfire so big and they didn't go there and i was like good on you you did you learned a lesson here we don't need another harry osborne you know uh, what were your thoughts on that that is so fucking cool, dude. I just, oh man, um, it very much is again these characters becoming their own. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Ned is still very in his "I'm the guy in the chair" thing, but then he becomes, you know, he puts on the rings and he figures out, oh, shit, I can do this magic stuff too, and he's no longer Spider-Man's guy in the chair. He, he's Ned. Yeah, he has magic in him as well, and he's he just. He grows so quickly in this movie. They don't let you forget that these are people that have to still go off and do their own lives mm-hmm. after Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's so smart because these characters can obviously just become background characters that just are there to serve the purpose. And once the credits roll, that's all we care about. I, I, I care for the fact that at the end, they got into MIT. On their own fucking willpower and knowledge and their smarts. Mm-hmm. They did it for themselves. There was no Spider-Man running to go tell someone else and tell them to, to rethink on their, their decision. Because he saved this lady on yeah. the bridge and now she technically owes him. Yeah, they got in there on their own merits. They're and smart. I was so excited for them on that. And then they are going to go off and do bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I I I love their characters. I love what they did with Zendaya in this movie. She's so much more interesting when she's not playing the oh I'm so edgy and different. Okay, yes, she oh, is. Oh my god! All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is again high school. I'm a. I would be lying if I said I didn't go through that in high school yeah. too. Where I'm like I'm not like other people. Shut mm-hmm. up. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay to be optimistic. You know, it's okay to have feelings. She's so much more interesting in this movie. She is, and and I love that they they didn't put them as like. Here's Spider-Man, and here's his friends. Yeah, they do things. It's no. Here's the spider team. Yes. We need to figure out how to work this together because there's no one to hold our hands here. And they really just kind of step up to the plate and do something about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not until, like, yes, they do get help later on, but there is a whole ass hour, <laughs> two hours of this movie where they have to figure it out on their own. And they do. And they do. They, they again, get as far as they can to the end line. Such a bold reminder that these are all smart kids, albeit kids, mm-hmm. and that's highlighted throughout the series, but they're smart, and yes. you finally get to see that. It's so fucking cool. It's, it's so cool, dude. I love what they did with this. these characters, especially with Aunt May. Let's talk about Aunt May. Let's talk about it. How did you feel about them giving Aunt May the Ben Parker death? I loved it. Right? I thought it was great. Every I, Spider-Man goes through it. They need it. They need something that pushes them and makes them Spider-Man. Like I said, we watch Spider-Man lose people constantly. Yeah. And I never felt like... It made a difference. Yeah. We're like, of course, he cried over Tony. And we all fucking did. Listen. <laughs> Listen. But it, it only felt like the Ben Parker death because it was a father figure, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, I didn't have that weight to me. Of course, I cried about it, sobbed, ruined me. Mm-hmm. 
but like it didn't feel finished. Yeah. The 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 Spider-Man arc of losing someone didn't feel finished. And what I was saying earlier is like the emotions he goes through after losing Aunt May way more interesting. The anger. Oh, oh my god, dude. Like I was saying earlier, Spider-Man is not this little soft boy in the comics. He's kind of an ass. He's an asshole. He will hurt you. Yeah. He's not like a Batman-esque dude, like I'm against killing. No, he'll beat your ass. <laughs> he, and he And the fact that he... he be, in the comics, the fact that he gets powers doesn't make it... It doesn't change him. He he just goes, hey, now I have the ability to be the bully. Now I can beat your ass. Now I can. <laughs> and it doesn't change the fact that he, he is this spiteful person before and after the spider bite. Most of us are. He's so, like, again, he's such a little soft boy. Tom Holland plays just, oh, I lost another person, and I'm going to cry about it for two whole movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I get it. I know. <laughs> but it was so nice to see an angry Spider-Man. Yeah. To see him keep punching Green Goblin, to keep to lift oh up the little rocket, and he's about to just absolute, oh, oh. That moment, the like, I mean, we've seen... We've seen Spider-Man hit people, and it's and it's fine. Like we've we've seen it, we've accepted that he's going to punch him, and then he's going to cartwheel out, and then swing back around, punch him again. But to see him jump onto the Green Goblin and just fucking hammer fist his face, and there's a moment where he stops and looks, and the guy is smiling at it, and he goes back in, goes and at that in. moment, I was just like, "Whoa, what do you, what the fuck are you doing, man? You don't do that." Because it became hitting, it went from defense to offense. Immediately. It was, I'm hitting you to get you away from me and to, you know, bounce back and, you know, hinder you from continuing to harm me, to I am doing this to harm you. Yes. I want your blood on my hands. Yes. And it was so much fucking cooler. It is just so, I, I, I went, oh, what are you, do- oh, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I was Stop. a little interested. Stop, I guess, whenever you're ready. <laughs> Stop. Or don't. Or don't. Shit. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so much more humanizing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know. He never verbally says it, but it's, it's so much of a, I'm so fucking tired of this. Very much so. I'm tired of being a hero. Well, I mean, he does. He, he says does. it to Aunt May where he's like, I don't want to do this. On I a, want to send them home. On a first viewing, I did not catch how done he is with it really on a second viewing i immediately heard him go it's not my problem and i am not gonna figure this out and i was like oh i didn't catch that the first time you are fucking tired that's one of the the strongest things i picked up on yes or i was just like whoa you haven't seen that from really many any character in the mcu actually no because you're you're a hero this is what you do that's yeah. what May says to him. And like I said, she's kind of an asshole for it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, she's hot, but, <laughs> you know. And it's just, especially for Tom Holland, again, soft boy, um, who looked Tony Stark in the eye and said, even if I didn't invent the problem, if I didn't stop it, I am the problem. Yeah. You know? And so for him to just be like, I don't care. It's not my problem. It's not my problem. Yeah. I'm not the problem, and it's not my problem is so different and shocking. There's even that moment when when... He, you know, he sees the other Spider-Man, and we're going to get into that. We'll, we'll get into that. 
And and he goes, you know, I, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to send you guys back. And if you're the ones that kill them, that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, like he really is going back on the fact that he if he can do something about it, he he he's obligated to do it and he feels responsible. He is completely given up on that thought, on that belief. And it hurts. And it and it fucking it's painful to hear. To see, like, I mean, yeah, it's fun to sometimes see the hero go down, but to hear a hero get fucking broken, it's just so painful. And it's just like, oh, okay, I guess we're here now. And I don't know, I. but going back to Aunt May. <laughs> oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> I, I think she sold the with great power comes great responsibility line. It's It's a line that's been done so goddamn much. And to hear her say it just brought new life to it. Yeah. And it wasn't like a moment of in her last breath. I love that they just kind of like it's 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 one of the extra sayings that she has. There there's it's what we do, we help. With great power comes great responsibility. That's what I got for you right now. I think it means more coming from her, don't get me wrong, from Uncle Ben, always gonna be iconic. But it means more coming from Aunt May because you've watched that be her philosophy. You've watched mm-hmm. her take on great responsibility because she can help so many people. I'm sure her job exhausts her. Yeah. Seeing that level of just helplessness is hard. You know, mm-hmm. being in the field of helping people is difficult. Mm-hmm. It's like Aunt May, to some extent, understands life or death and, you know, having the ability to help. So why wouldn't you? Right. So her saying it just feels stronger. It does. She gets it, to, again, to some extent, obviously. It's been tested many times, and if you're not paying attention to it, you can go back and rewatch the first two Spider-Mans and see her doing her job. Mm-hmm. And it justifies her saying it. And it's, it's and, and again, like that, I think, yet again, is why I felt it was so brilliant that this is his origin story. This is his Uncle Ben moment. Mm-hmm. It's not the first... 10, 20 minutes of the movie in the first movie. Exactly. It got us all the way to here, and now he has to go through this. And it means so much more. It becomes so much more mm-hmm. to him. Um, oh, fuck, man. I just, I, I love that they gave that to her. And she sells it so well. And, and the fact, and, and even her dying scene is so panicky and fucking dreadful because it's like she doesn't even know what's going on with her she it's so in her character to not realize that she's hurt because she's getting up to go check on peter Mm -hmm. you know she's like are you okay are you all right and she's fine until that adrenaline wears off and she goes oh shit i am woozy yeah you know like you don't even know she's hit you think she's fine you watch her get hit first right Mm -hmm. you go oh fuck this is the uncle ben moment and then they trick you into thinking that's not because she's Mm -hmm. up and she's talking you're like, oh, okay. And you sit back in your seat a little. Mm-hmm. And then she starts stumbling. And then she has to lay down. And you go, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then they kind of give Peter his own dusting away moment that they gave Tony. And to see him recreate that moment was just like, oh, like that was a moment. The forehead kiss ruined me. Mm-hmm. The, the moment he's just saying how sorry he is. He got nothing else but just to apologize over and over again. And that's the thing. That's the difference between, like, Tony Stark's death and Aunt May's death of, like, Tony, Tony chose this. Mm-hmm. 
you know, he didn't have to. And Peter certainly didn't bring fucking Thanos into this world. Mm-hmm. Aunt May's death, Peter takes full responsibility. And he's not going to let it go. Ever. Never. And, and he's mad at, you know, Green Goblin, of course. But it's just a middleman. Yeah. And at the end of the day, she wouldn't have gotten involved if he hadn't brought her. If or, he hadn't brought these villains back to the apartment. Yeah. Or if he just... <sighs> If he just did what he always felt, if he can do something about it, he's going to do something about it and just get it done. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he has to stumble with that and think it through and have Aunt May help him, and then it causes his downfall or her downfall. And now it's like, oh, I can't just, I can't stop to think about whether or not I got to help people. I just got to do it. Otherwise, people could die because of it. And that's the moment he's got to live with. Oh, fuck. God damn it, this movie. That's what makes him leave MJ and Ned. I'm so convinced. It's mm-hmm. holding his aunt and saying he's sorry. And again, the newscast of everything Spider-Man touches turns to ruin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's and it's that moment where she pulls her hair back and sees the one cut. Just the one little cut. Exactly. It's nothing more than a little bruise. No, nothing. And he can't even let her have that. If it means that he can walk away and she won't even get that. He's okay with it. Yeah. He needs to be okay with it. And it seems tiny, but it's like the implication of... He sees the two extremes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, she's normal. This would never happen to her in the coffee shop. Mm-mm. She's normal. Right now, she's normal. Her and Ned are going to college. That's it. That's as exciting as their life is going to get. You know? Mm-hmm. College is going to be peak. She's going to get drunk a couple times. She's probably going to puke, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. She won't almost die. No. <sighs> bro I'm not okay anymore I want to die I genuinely felt it welling up a little and I was like you better stop let's talk about the fun part of this fucking movie how hard did you scream when that that portal opens up thank you Ned and you just see the biggest fucking spider-man eyes light up the fucking dark the and lankiest I'm, motherfucker. The lankiest? I'm like, that's I was not like, Tom Holland. Is that Gumby back there? <laughs> Who the fuck is that, homie? And he jumps through, and you're like, I know this is a Spider-Man. But for some reason, I can't catch my breath and know why I'm liking this Spider-Man. And then he removes his, his mask. And the world just fucking shouted. Mm-hmm. And fucking God spoke. Like... So this is right after you lose Aunt Mary too, mm-hmm. right after. So I'm shaking, I'm sobbing. Yeah, I'm making a whole scene. Mm-hmm. I'm annoying as fuck. I am. Just, ooh, I am in shambles. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew Garfield was his goofy little smile, and I'm like, I'm giggling. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm kicking my feet. <laughs> I'm writing in my diary about this boy I met. I'm like, oh shit. And he he immediately just. I don't know how he does it. I have no idea how the. Fuck, he manages to bring the amazing Spider-Man world life feeling with him into this movie. Because this movie is far from Amazing Spider-Man. So fucking different. But he somehow brings that energy into this world in just the first second of seeing him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Andrew Garfield does that. It just It's a testament to how well of an actor he is. And how quickly he could re-tap into 
who Spider-Man is to him. Oh, absolutely. His Spider-Man. His Spider-Man. That energy that he just irradiates. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, like you said, the movies are so different. I think it's especially juxtaposed, like I just said, against Aunt May's very heavy death. Yeah. And then this goofy-ass dude, <laughs> this lanky, this little beanpole, <laughs> jumps through this little circle and is like, he, hello, hi, I'm Spider-Man too. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. It's the little sideways smirk. It's the yeah. little, it's the fluffy hair. I'm just yeah. like, oh. Yeah. He just. It's such a different energy, so fast, so quickly. Zendaya or um, MJ is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I have to. And again, Gumby. Yeah, yeah. In your living room. In your living room, arguing with you because you want him to crawl on the walls, and then Grandma asks, and he's like, just getting bread thrown at him. <laughs> Stop it! It's hurting my I got feelings. The got the pickles tingle. <laughs> and then. To top it off, oh, just just one more por- portal opens up. Thank you, Ned. Thank you, Ned. And this much older, yeah, Tobey Maguire Spider Man just steps through. There's nothing fun. There's no jump like he like Andrew Garfield. He just steps through. Normal clothes. Normal clothes. Not doing the Spider Man thing currently. The way you stumble upon Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. And. Again, just energy just changes back to the senior Spider-Man. Yeah. What I feel like everybody kind of gave immediately to him. He is the older Spider-Man. He's the done it the longest. Spider-Man. He is yeah, he is the first Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And you heard everybody's respect and giving him his due the minute he opens up and everyone just went berserk. Mm-hmm. And it was just to, to hear people in the audience go, that's my Spider-Man. <gasps> I cried. Uh, I never, I, I have never been, pu- I've, I've cried <laughs> in emotional moments. I've cried in happy emotional moments. I have never been so excited that the only place I can go is just tears. <laughs> and this movie gave that to me. And I will be forever grateful. Oh my God. Again. Immediately followed May's death. May's death. Happy Andrew go lucky. Garfield, <laughs> Spider Man. Tobey Maguire, Spider Man. I was like, uh, hold on. Ned being learning that he's a magician. Ned fucking <laughs> opening portal. Yeah, it's so much. It's just so. It's just so such. Fast. It's just so happy go lucky. Right after just horrible. Death. Right after Spider Man breaks. How 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 excited you get when he's when they figure out where he's at, and he they go to see him. Um, so they go to the top of the school, the right? school, and um, which is just real quick. It, it's it, you hear the two other people. It's the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building, and then they go. Oh yeah, we think we know what building he oh, might yeah. be on. Top of building, top of the school. Mm. That's where his world is. He that's as far as his world goes. That's as far as he needs to see his world. Exactly, because he's a kid. He's a kid. Another vivid illustration that this is a child. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, I was saying that they they go up to him first, MJ and Ned. Mm-hmm. Naturally, obviously, if you walk up to him with two grown-ass dudes. He's like, <laughs> hey, like hey. Him. <laughs> Well, he does. He still does. Like, who are you? Yeah. But, um, and they know. They've been watching the news. They know. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a moment where MJ um, just kind of pulls his head closer to her. And the way his face contorts. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland's acting, again, stepped up a notch in this. Just completely. And it's just... Because it, it, he goes from the blank stare outwards, you know, mm-hmm. to just so much emotion. And that's how it is. You know, when you're about to cry and someone asks, are you okay? And you start sobbing. Mm-hmm. Same same thing. And it's just, again, so humanizing. And then even in his darkest moment, he is still Spider-Man. And, he still has to. And when MJ's like, there's people here, jumps up. Jumps up and is ready. Stands in front of them. and He's still ready. crying. But he's ready to start swinging immediately. Exactly. So it's like, you get to see so much of Peter Parker, but he cannot shake Spider-Man. And it's such a, it it shows you what the ending's going to be. You know, Mm -hmm. he's never going to stop being Spider-Man. And his first wish was, hey, make people forget that I'm Spider-Man. And his last wish ends up being, you know, make people forget Peter. And he's always going to prioritize being Spider-Man over being Peter. Yes. And you see it in that moment. When MJ mm-hmm. says there's people here, and again, he's still crying, but he hops up to do his job. Yeah. Oh, fucking that! What you just said right now got me choked. Oh, this movie. Even if he doesn't want the responsibility, he has it. Mm-hmm. It's too late. He's going to protect, especially them. Are you yeah. kidding me? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. And again, same thing at the end. He's going to protect them, and even if that means leaving, they're the safest they've ever been without him around. I, I, I was. I, if anything, out of that, aside from that scene, at that moment, I was so ready for the the into the Spider Verse. It was my Uncle Ben. It was my Uncle Benjamin. I thought it was ready. I was ready for it. I was so ready for it. And then they took it into a different level because it wasn't just Uncle Ben. It was fucking Gwen Stacy, and the way. Oh my God. Stop. Andrew Garfield. Andrew fucking Garfield, the way he acts the scene that I know you're about to bring up. <laughs> we are in the Garfield renaissance right now. Which is, if I may, just quickly, no one gave a shit about his Spider-Man for the Nobody. longest time, and now they're all in love with him. Go ahead. Andrew Garfield, the way he just immediately breaks your heart when he says, I lost... Gwen Stacy. She was my MJ. Oh. Gets you just so quickly. And you see the pain he's still dealing with. And, he, and and what I love about the fact that they have these two versions of Spider-Man. They're, they're what he needs because. He, yes, they both lost somebody. But Andrew Garfield has now become the Spider-Man that is angry. He's no longer punch he's no longer pulling his punches. And he carries pain with him daily. And and Toby Maguire's Spider Man is someone that has got what he wanted. He got the death of who hurt him the most. And it did nothing for him. Mm-hmm. They're the two avenues that this Peter Parker can be right now. Mm-hmm. And they just don't want him to go down there. Because there's nothing but more pain. And more sacrifice that you're just going to find. Don't do it. It is the best 
fucking version that we could have got of Into the Spider-Verse, I would say. Like, Spider-Verse is brilliant. Beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. But this just went a step further and made it and made it important to me mm-hmm. why we need these spider other Spider-Men in this movie. Mm-hmm. What do you got to say? What do you got to say? You're, you're jittering over there, man. You, you, you ready? I'm wiggling. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, um, it's just because, you know, Spider-Verse introduces you to these characters. And, of course, you're excited to see them. I'm ready. You love the guys and girl and pig. And, <laughs> and you know, they tell you the backstory. You get it. You got mm-hmm. it. But, again, the same thing I was saying with Aunt May. Have you witnessed her story so when she says certain things it hits more yes likewise with these two spider-men of like them telling peter hey we've all lost someone you've watched them lose their people yeah and like you said especially with andrew garfield i have to talk about the scene Go I ahead. Must. when he saves mj and he is holding her in his arms and he looks at her and he like for a second you can see him processing it's a split second and then again kind of the same way Tom Holland did his face just crumples Mm -hmm. and you can see him thinking if I had just done it right the first time it was that easy Yeah. instead of web slinging and trying to catch her I catch her then I web sling it was that easy and he's so glad he got it right this time for someone else's Gwen Stacy yes but why couldn't he do it for his yes and it's such a fucking moment and like you said you see him battling with that with that still yeah years later even when he talks about it to peter you see him choke up and it's just like god andrew garfield you are wow yeah and you know i think that's why people are appreciating him more because that even that little scene added so much more so much more depth to the already it justified those two movies mm-hmm. it, and it justified possibly even i'm gonna say it, the worst spider-man <laughs> because nobody cared for that spider-man no everyone nobody wanted nobody so much shit nobody wanted a reboot of spider-man they did it right the first time yeah we got spider-man 3 but you know what let's it, just keep going yeah we got it we we we, we figured out the formula mm-hmm. and then they rebooted and nobody really wanted no it. one cared that much and then we got spider-man 2 and nobody Everybody hated it. They were so mean to Andrew Garfield. They were so mean. Yeah. And then this movie comes back around and justifies why that movie is there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm crying already. (laughs) I just, it's. And even the fact that you could hear it in his voice, the way he talks about himself. And I know. You guys are so much cooler than me. I know that it's like a goof and it's funny and like they make it a, a laughing point. But it's also not. No. Because, again, like you were saying, it's the two routes. Like, uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man has dealt with his feelings mm-hmm. to some extent. And, like, he, he sought that revenge. He got it. Didn't change anything. He had to get better himself, and he obviously has. You know, he seems comfortable where he is. Whereas, like, Andrew Garfield hasn't. No. All those feelings are right under the surface still. And it, the way that they carry themselves is so different. Yeah. And ah, oh, it's just and again, I know it's a goof, it's a funny laughing point, but it's it's also just so not. It's it's such a big facade for him. Oh yeah, the the comical the relief, amazing Spider Man. Yes, he is the amazing Spider Man. 
It's like a jab at him. And if and if you kind of think about it, he is the he's the amazing Spider Man, but he is the only one of them that couldn't save his own girl. Because Tobey Maguire's Spider Man gets that option, mm-hmm. and he saves his MJ, and he saves the the cart full of people in in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And I want to say even Tom Holland's Spider Man saves MJ in the second movie somehow. I think I'm I think I'm remembering that right. He's the only one that doesn't. And he's the only one that carries the title of Amazing Spider-Man. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Damn. And I I just I just love the depth that we got of just Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. And on top of that, the the wise and the <laughs> the <laughs> youth pastor of of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. <laughs> was just so brilliant like i just i i I could have maybe sat there for another 20 minutes an hour of just hearing them talk oh giving each other information giving them how to do things how to go through it all just to hear toby Maguire maybe just say something more Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like he didn't get as much screen time as i had kind of hoped yeah and i was kind of a little disappointed like i get that they, they they knew what they wanted to do with garfield maybe not so much with mcguire and what we got was you know the best that they could do mm-hmm. and it was great like was i'm not amazing. complaining about it at all i just want more i just wanted more yeah i knew how much more he had in him and even with the like i i i laugh at it but at the same time i second watched it and i was like i would have loved to have seen this kind of go deeper is that ned asks him you know do you have a best friend yeah i did and he he died in my arms right after he tried killing me. It was heartbreaking. And I was just like, that's a great joke. But at the same time, I really wanted to hear like what that did to him. I wanted to hear what, what he kind of, what lesson, what lesson did he learn from that? Mm-hmm. And how did he give it to everybody else? Mm-hmm. But then we get Ned just being Ned. Just, I will never kill you. <laughs> yeah. Peter just... Doesn't know where it's coming from. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I love Ned so much, which is another thing of like we think he's going to be turned into a villain. I think the movie knew a little bit. Yeah, knew that in. They they you. psyched us out. Like I, ah, it's stupid. so many times. Ned would movie. never. Ned would never do that to him. And I think what it was is that I was also going off a picture that I think got leaked with Ned just looking just extra gross looking. Like he had like green vein makeup just going up his face. I want to say I've seen a picture. Maybe was- it's the Mandela effect. I could have sworn I saw it. That would genuinely break my heart. Like, I, I'm i so glad that didn't happen. That Which is what I me. thought, because I thought we were going to get two goblins in this movie. Ooh, goblins. One being, what's it called, and the other one being possibly a version of Ned being the hobgoblin. Or something. Mm-hmm. But no, we just got a crazy face, William Defoe. William Defoe. <laughs> I am just, I, I love what they did with the Spider-Man in this movie. I do too. I'm, I just, there's, there's a moment on the rooftop where uh, Tom Holland is like, you wouldn't understand. Yeah, actually, they would. And they like, would. prove it. And I don't know. Like you said, or, you know, you need, you kind of need the spider people to meet mm-hmm. even briefly. And it's touched on in um, Spider-Verse as well when Miles is laying in bed at the very end. And he's like, I know I'm not alone. Uh-huh. And then you hear Gwen's voice and you're like, oh shit, a sequel. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's just like, it's nice to know that someone gets it. Yes. And that's so much of what 
Tom Holland's Peter needed in that moment. Mm-hmm. He's crying. He's like, you don't understand. You wouldn't get it. Actually, yeah, we've all been through exactly this and for the same reasons or more or less the same reasons. Um, it's just, it's such a constant theme in all the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And I, it's great every time. I, I think if anything, I just, I love the double whammy of just Peter, Tom Holland's Peter reflecting on Aunt May's last words. And he he repeats it. And they know it. Like, what the fuck? And how do you know that? It was what Uncle Ben said. And it's like, oh, it just kind of was a double, like, no, you know what I'm going through. You know you, exactly. You know what those words mean to me. Yeah, yeah. You don't just understand the phrase. You know what they are saying. Yeah. You know what it entails. You know the choices that it's posing to you. You also have to choose if you want to save everyone. Well, you want to save everyone, but you have to deal with the fact that you can't. Mm-hmm. You understand. Yes. We yeah. could go on about these these Spidermans. I um, could forever. Let's real quick touch upon the 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 uh, the villains in this movie. Oh lord! Oh lord! Oh god! I love the fact that they redeem so many of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's something because it, it's it's also just kind of a nice jab at the MCU in general. The constant idea of like all their villains just die, <laughs> and then they move on. And it's like some of them are really great. You want to see more of Killmonger. Mm-hmm. You want to see more of some other villain. I can't put figure on. You want to see more of their villains sometimes. Yeah. And they're just kind of dead within the one movie and they're gone. That's it. This movie redeems every fucking villain. Almost all of the, every villain. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, you can tell which ones they were more focused on for sure. Yes, you can. <laughs> they they knew who they wanted to redeem. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little disappointed in, in Doctor Connors. Me too. That's why. That's what I was, I was about just, to say. I was like, okay, yeah, you he was him. there too. I guess. Mm-hmm. Even the little Sandman got a little more than he did. Yeah, and you know what? I I I, I love what they did with Sandman, and I love Me everybody's too. goal mm-hmm. of what they want at the end of this movie. Yeah, and Sandman like he immediately comes in and he's just like. I am helping you. You remember me, right? We we hashed this out already. We cool. We cool. Yeah. Dap me up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's ready to help this other Spider-Man he doesn't know. He's willing to try. And the fact that he's he failed at that, uh, failed at helping him, and things went south, Fast. it doesn't fucking matter if whether or not you want my help or not. I need to get back to a, a daughter that I left behind. Mm-hmm. And I am not going to let you fuck it up even more and possibly keep me from that. And it's such a like, whoa, like he's got a reason to get back home. And it's not just because he wants to hurt Spider-Man. He doesn't want to just go back home because that's his goal. He got a daughter he's going back home to. Mm-hmm. And he needs to do that. He's not on like Spider-Man's side. He's not on the villain side. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. With it, however you guys do it, I'm going home. Yeah. And the only one he'd really be against was, you know... Fucking big old electro. <laughs> Just be like, did, I am all powerful. Did you like Jamie Foxx in this movie? I, a lot of people were like, Jamie Foxx, best thing about this movie. Not and the I best was thing like, about this movie. I enjoyed him very much there just for silly lines. Yeah. And for an opposing factor beyond Green Goblin. Yeah. 
And I was a little like, okay. I will say that when they fix uh, Doc's, Doc Ock's chip mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, Jamie Foxx does his big old Electro thing, I thought that, that was going to re-fuck up the chip. So when he comes back on the um, Statue of Liberty and he grabs everyone, I thought, I knew it. They fucked up the chip and he's evil again. Yeah. He wasn't. Oh, that got me so excited. I was just, I was so happy that they redeemed him. I'm so glad that he stayed because I do, I was so scared that they were going to take that, oh, we fucked up the chip again and like Spider-Man fails and he has to deal with failure kind of mm-hmm. route. But they didn't. No. It's like, yeah, you got shocked, but your chip's okay. You're yeah. Right. And it, it's so fucking funny how like he immediately changes. Yeah. He's just such a different person. He's so sweet. He, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you you for the first time in a long time you see the 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 man underneath it all and you see the scientist that just wants to he's just after like what's the unknown he wants to figure things out he wants to help just such a true scientist yeah he just not wants a villain to, he's not a villain he's not an evil scientist he's just a good-hearted scientist whose experiment fucked him up Exactly. It shows you how simple the problem was. Which is like, hey, the chip is frying his fucking brain. Yeah. <laughs> he is in pain and so he's being an asshole and it's putting thoughts into his head. Very akin to the Green Goblin, which mm-hmm. they also deeply humanize of like, he doesn't want this. No. And, you know, it takes Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man as well to stop Peter from fucking killing him. Yeah. But it's just like once he snaps out of it, once they cure him and he, he just kind of looks around and goes, what did I do? And you're like, fuck. Shit. Like you're 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 not a bad guy. No. And it's the same thing with Doc Ock. Again, you see that immediate shift and you're like, oh, they're normal. Yeah. They're actually very pleasant. <laughs> yeah. And it's so fucking cool. It's so fucking great just uh, to see that. It's so cool. <laughs> I love I, I keep saying this, but I love what they did to these characters. I do too. And they, they just <laughs> They knew what they wanted to do. They knew where they wanted to go with these characters. And like I said, they could have easily just become punching bags Mm -hmm. for him to get to the one person that really cares about or the one person that he really wanted to fight. And they don't. He needs to individually help each one of them, whether they like it or not, because it's the best thing for them. Mm -hmm. And he succeeds at it. It's the one succession that he does out of this entire movie. Is at least help people that don't even fucking belong in his world. They'll leave. They'll leave. He still has to deal with everything he's lost. He's made other people. He's made two different worlds better. And he can't do his own. No. Hmm. I'm so upset. Let's talk about this end. Okay. So. World's on fire. How about yours? Doc Ock is uh, Doc Ock. Doctor Strange is trying to figure it out and and try to put it all together. And like you said, he wants to just you know what make them forget Peter Parker. Make them forget me. Yeah. And he does. Mm-hmm. He says his goodbyes. Mm-hmm. And he's ready to he's ready to make this choice and he's ready to live with the consequences. Mm-hmm. What do you think this has? Where do you think they're going to go with this in the future movies? Is he just going to just let him go? Like I don't, I don't see a world where Zendaya is not going to be a part of this universe. I can see maybe, you know, Jacob Batalon not being a part of the world. Bitch. I could see it though. Bastard. 
I'm just saying, I, I could see him. it. I, I, I love him too. Watch your mouth. But I just, I, I don't see a world where he, where a Spider-Man doesn't have an MJ. You can ask. You can ask Andrew Garfield. Well, then again, he, he was going to have an MJ. <laughs> they just didn't want to put him in. Tragic. <laughs> sorry, Shaley Woodley. Sorry, well, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Honest? Sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> I... You were saying earlier, like, you're you're content if they continue or stop. I kind of want them to stop. I do, too. I want them to leave it alone. Let me use my I, noggin. Let me think about what he's doing. You know? I mm-hmm. like the ambiguity. I don't know what route he's taking. I don't know if he's out there fighting with anger or if he's, you know, kind of resolved himself to the outcome. It seems like the latter, based on how it's ended. Yeah. But, like... Aren't you still going to be fucking mad? Like you said, he 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 fixed, quote unquote, fixed two other universes, and I still have to pick up the pieces for mine mm-hmm. alone. He hasn't that that fucking ruined me. The way that you know he walks into his empty apartment and he smiles, and I'm just, I don't know. It it feels yucky. I know yeah. some people were really excited about that ending. It hurts me. It's like, how long can that smile last for you? Exactly. How long until you get lonely? How long can you be content with this life? How long? It's like Gwen Stacy in Spider-Verse, where she's like, I don't do friends. Mm-hmm. How long can this Peter Parker do with that? Yeah. You can't. You're going to make connections with people, and they're going to get hurt. Especially when you've proved it in three movies now that you work best as a team. Exactly. You, you're not going to stay alone. I mm-hmm. know you're not. So if they do continue, I think inevitably he will come back to MJ and hopefully Ned. Mm-hmm. But I kind I don't want them to. I like wondering, you know. Mm-hmm. I I think I would be okay if maybe he ushers in a new Spider Man and he can finally just he himself can pull a Tony Stark and rest. Mm-hmm. And that is when he gets his happy ending, when he could finally hang up the mantle, pass it on to someone else. And he gets to stay with with his MJ. He can finally be like, you know what? It's not my responsibility. Yeah, and, and it's he, okay. no one will tell him. Yes, it is. And he knows someone else has it and got it. Yeah, wipe my hands of it. Finally. Yeah, and I'm ready to see that one movie. <laughs> Just that one word. That I, I won. I don't. I know, Amy Pascal. You bitch. You have already <laughs> locked technically Tom Holland. In a verbal contract that he has to be in three other movies because they've said it. Please. But at the same time, Tom Holland does not want to come back, I feel. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't. He said it. He he's he, he's he said it and, it and I heard it and I was like, you know what? You are right. He said if he is if he is playing Spider Man and he's thirty, he has done something wrong. He's right. And he's absolutely Unless right. Unless it's a funky little callback like this. Like with Andrew Garfield Tommy McGuire. Yeah. But like Leave the boy alone. Leave him alone. Let, Let him, him play it when when he still looks fifteen, and as soon as this kid starts aging, leave, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Let him age out of it and let him go in peace. Let him go in peace. My oh, God. Let him go in peace. I don't know. I I hope that they leave. I don't think they're going to. <laughs> I would hope that they would leave it. No, I mean that would suck, especially especially when it's like. Four years, five years of his life went to Spider-Man in three films. Mm-hmm. And now he's got to do three more. It's like, whoa, that's another five years that you just want to like put to Spider-Man? 
Like, you don't want to do nothing else, my guy? Yeah. I will say that they did they did drop a little Miles Morales flavor in there. They did. And so I was like, ready. introduce Miles and let that be his successor. Yeah. Please. And, and that is how you end it. And they've already set up the idea that Miles Morales is here. Yeah. They did it in the first one. And he, he's here. The, the Prowler is here. Like, please let that be the successor and let us finally get Black Spider-Man. Yeah. Live action. Don't get me wrong. I love the animated movies. Please do not stop making those. But also, Miles, Mor- Miles Morales MCU, when? 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 Give anything. Me. Give me a Spider-Woman, if anything. Please give me Spider-Gwen. She's so fucking cool. Do both. Or Do like, both. Let, why can't we have two Spider-Men, two Spider-People in one movie? Universe. Why can't we? We could. I want them to bring on Spider-Punk. He's also black, and he's so fucking cool. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Like, I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, let let Tom Holland Spider-Man rest. Let him be. <laughs> Don't just fire him like you did with everyone else. Yeah. Stop it. Let, yeah. Cut off the series. This is such a good place to end in Tom Holland's. They're not gonna, but they're not gonna. But it's such a good place to end, especially with that after that mid-credit teaser, which I didn't like. Why not? It doesn't make sense. No, of course it fucking doesn't. It's <laughs> a t- it's a tag on that doesn't make sense, and it doesn't do anything to help. Are we talking about Benham, 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 Benham. <laughs> Are we talking about Tom Harder? Yes. Stop it. He doesn't know who Spider-Man is. He doesn't have a Spider-Man. Listen, I am so excited for them to finally fucking interact. And Sony makes better movies than Marvel does. I'm going to say it. All right. If you gave Spider, if you gave this movie to Sony, it would have been way fucking grittier, way cooler. Let Spider-Man say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Okay. I, I guess we could have. Yes. There, there is a version of Spider-Man out there that Sony has in their pocket that would have been different. Mm-hmm. But I think this movie it benefits with the 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 world it comes from. Mm. It benefits from that mm-hmm. because it's 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 very much like you have this entire universe, these toys you could play with, and then let's just strip all that away and give you only Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we would have gotten that same feel okay. if we had a Sony Spider Man, another Sony Spider Man. Okay. Um, I did expect it because I don't know if you saw Venom. Let's I did. Carnage. The end scene of that where he's like, where they're watching the TV and it shows Spider-Man. So I was waiting the whole movie for like, when's Venom when going to come, come in? in? Yeah. That's going to be the next movie. That's why Tom Holland locked it in for another five years. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. I, I'm excited for what it could be. I understand your apprehension, but I have been waiting. And, and here's the other thing, though, is that Spider that the Venom leaves. He gets he gets kind of dusted back to his own universe, but he leaves a little bit. Mm-hmm. He leaves a little bit. So I don't know if that's like, is this bartender gonna be the Venom? New Venom. New Venom. <laughs> is he? Is it going to kind of like do a weird pass along, pass along, pass along until he finds his version of Eddie Brock? Interesting. Like, I where is it gonna go? Do we really want to see Venom? spider-man again or do we just want to yes. see tom holland tom holland and tom hardy like interact also yes 
You want to see a Venom, another Venom version of, of black suited Spider-Man? Oh, bad. Give me a symbiote suit, please. Uh, please. <laughs> I am such a, such a whore for Venom. <laughs> and I'm so soft for Spider-Man. Please. Please. All right, you can have it. I, I, I will allow it. I will produce this movie. And I, I will need allow it. Please. <laughs> please give me the symbiote suit. Um, I would talk about the the after after credit scene, but I mean that was basically a trailer. Evil Doctor Strange is so fucking sexy. <laughs> have you seen the What If episode? No. Oh, that's right. You fucking don't have. Oh, that's right. I'm broke. Um, please donate to <laughs> Jace's. Uh, My GoFundMe. So his GoFundMe Plus. Disney Plus. I know it's only eight dollars. Is it eight dollars? No, it's seven. I don't know. I don't have Disney Plus. Don't look at seven, me. I think it's seven dollars. <laughs> I could I could easily get Disney Plus, but I don't want to give the big mouse my money. Fair enough. I'll poach it off of someone else. Anyway. I do this show, so Disney Plus, Netflix. I've got the infinity gauntlet of fucking streaming services. Man, you just go on one, two, three movies and pirate that shit. I can't do pirating shit anymore. You're a pussy. I've tried, and I've I've done pirating stuff, and it's given my fucking computers, my phones, like viruses. That's because you're dumb. <laughs> Sorry. Probably. Sorry. I'm Probably so you gotta hit that ad block, and then you get like another um, like ad block Chrome extension, and then you have an ad block um, service on your laptop. My lap, my laptop is shitty, but I can watch movies. But I'd be watching stuff with like Indian subtitles. I don't know what they say, but it looks <laughs> juicy. <laughs> it is the Korean version of whatever movie I want to watch, and there is no English subtitle. <laughs> but. I am watching a Spanish movie with Korean subtitles. I don't know what's going on, but she's mad. But, but it's in, but it's in theaters, and I'm watching it for free. So who's really winning? <laughs> so who Idiot. is really winning? I could I could understand facial expressions. I you know if I watched this on one two three movies in Korean with Indian subtitles, I would still know that Aunt May dies. Yeah. All yeah. right. So what's the problem? It's visual. It's visually tell a storytelling. I'd be writing my own script. <laughs> Until it doesn't sync up, and then you're like, oh, I gotta go back and rewrite oh, yeah. some shit. Like, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll get the timing right now. He says something funny. I'll, let me take it again. <laughs> Can I get another pass at that? My bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think I have tapped out. I know there is more to talk about in this movie, and there's just more. Oh, my. There's just more to blow on this movie. Um, but I think I think we're I think we've given them a solid two hours of our time talking about this movie. Not do you have it? Do you have anything else you would like to add? Um, <laughs> there was just a teeny tiny, tiniest detail. Go ahead. Um, in the very beginning, not very beginning, when Doc Ock is on the bridge and he's he's fighting the Spider Man, um. He, uh, you know, kind of steals some of the nanobot technology mm-hmm. and it goes on his little tentacle things, whatever. Um, so then some of the nanobot things are missing yeah. from Spider-Man's thing. And it leaves the chest empty because, you know, fucking, eh. <laughs> yeah. it's the default suit. It's going to cover the parts, whatever bit you lost, it's gone. Um, and then, you know, when it shifts back to his chest and it exposes his face. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Shark and I were talking about it, and Shark says that the nanotechnology does the same thing for Tony Stark in Endgame. It does. And I was like, oh, that's so fucking cool. And it, I, I, I know that it's the default, like I was saying, of covering the face and leaving where you left it, where you lost it empty. But it's very neat that the nanotechnology of the suit is always going to cover the face. It's always going to prioritize that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand that the, the, the default. Let me think about it more than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Let me make it cooler. Anyway, I just think it's a neat little, like, because even to set that default, you are acknowledging that his privacy is important is or the everything. utmost. Even if your fucking chest is exposed, you know, the nanotechnology will move to cover it when it needs to. But it's so cool that the whole basis of this movie is that he loses that. Mm-hmm. But the nanotechnology like is striving so hard to keep that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was neat. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's, that's talk about. Uh, I just thought it was so cool. And then Shark, again, pointed it out to me. And I went back and I watched it. And I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. And, and it means that Tony Stark had to, you know, program that default. Knowing, once again, like you were saying... For no other hero is that really important. Yeah. But Tony Stark made this suit for Peter. Set that default, knowing that he has a secret identity. Mm -hmm. That default is purposeful. (laughs) And again, it prioritizes his privacy over, you know, leaving his chest, a very vulnerable place, open. And that's so fucking interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know. It's willing to take the gamble. Exactly. (laughs) And it's... His privacy is already lost, but that's the suit's default. Mm-hmm. And it's just, to me, it really pushed, like, Peter's fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was neat. I love it. I love that last minute thought. Uh, this movie is absolutely just wonderful. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, we have to uh, say goodbye. And we have to, you know, close this episode out. You got to do what you got to do. I got to drive home at some point. You do. Oh, God. Yes, you do. Yeah. Um, then let's close this episode out. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a real pleasure. Um, if you like what you heard, please consider telling a friend. It really helps us grow and get more known by other listeners such as yourselves. Uh, if you want to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter, you can find us at cinema underscore buns. That's Z as the last letter of the alphabet. Jace, thank you so much for coming on. It was just an absolute pleasure. Could have I could not imagine doing this with anybody else. Maybe Hoover. Yeah. Sorry, Hoover. Yeah, Hood Rat. Cause he's doing Hood Rat shit. Good for him. Um but at Jace, it was just an absolute pleasure to have you on and talk Spider Man with you. Thank you for letting me info dump for like two hours. No. I love this movie so much. It's a great fucking movie. Um, Jace, <laughs> if they can find you on Instagram or Twitter or wherever you want to send them, where can our listeners find you? Um, my handle on everything is Mushroom, and you know how to spell it. I do. It's I'll put it in our correctly. Anyway, <laughs> I will put it in our description on Instagram and Twitter for you. Thanks. Um, thank you again so much for coming out. Thank you for having me. With that, I am Jonah Colazzo. I am Jace Castro, and this has been another episode of Cinema Buns for this week. We'll see you all next week, true believers. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>